welcome to the Sports Plus Show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. This is a radio program that airs every Saturday at 11 Eastern on WXOJ Valley Free Radio in Springfield, Massachusetts. It is by theme a sports show, but you don't have to be a sports enthusiast to enjoy it and appreciate it. So we hope you do. Thanks for listening. So I'm Big D. Uh, Matt, can you introduce yourself? Here I am, Matt, from the from the computer internet webs again. <laughs> the inner tubes. And then from way across the country on the left coast is Mr. Joe. What's up, Joe? Apparently, I have been officially declared an anarchist by our Justice Department. I don't know if you guys saw that, but um, I think it was Monday or Tuesday they declared uh, Portland, DOJ declared Portland, uh, New York, and Seattle as anarchist jurisdictions. So uh, officially finally recognized for my... Uh, for my natural tendencies, I guess. But, <laughs> have you applied? Have you applied for your Antifa card yet? Well, I was just as I was saying before we started. I just got my new passport, so I, I have to had to wait till I got that, and I have to send away for it. <laughs> right, and, and, right, and with right. COVID, the the processing times are are sort of up in the air. So who knows? Hopefully, in a few weeks, because got to get out there and start start burning things again, because that's what we do here in, in anarchy. So, so uh, you know, we're we're supposed to be a sports show and not politics but um it's hard to uh avoid the the mixture of them right now um so joe i've been asking all my friends um if the election goes a certain way what country are you going to be moving to uh well i've got two pretty decent options i don't know if canada is going to be allowing americans they in probably won't let you juncture. in but it's a big border up there you might be able to sneak across might, or i could swim my you know my swimming swimming skills aren't too bad but i've i've been thinking about this for a while about moving to to mexico to, to baja california and it's you know the cost of living is half what it is now we all live our lives remotely anyway Right. So, so I've been working on my Spanish and, and considering that for maybe, maybe for the fall and winter, maybe maybe by uh, by December or January I'll be Gringo Joe. But fingers crossed. Now, Matt, have you uh, given any consideration to moving to another country in case things go a certain way? Well, you know what though, it's interesting, Daryl. You and I, we've had our our plenty fair share of talks, and and absolutely. And and I appreciate all of them. And I'll be honest, I've thought about moving to a different country, but not because it goes one way or another. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I, Matt, I'm with I, you. Ask, I don't. I don't think the election result matters to me. I think whatever yes. happens in November, it's it's just going to be more more of this mess that we've had. No, 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 no. no. Let me ask you this question, and and I mean this with nothing but respect and sincerity, and I and I want to hear your guys' opinions on this. I, look, and, and, and so we'll get into sports in a little bit, but, <laughs> right? I, I, it's not, I don't support Trump, but it's office, let's say for four years. And this systemic racism that's going on has, it, he wasn't the system. And so I, there's, and there's been nothing that I've read, seen, heard that would tell me that a man who's been the system for 50 years is going to change anything. So I, to me, it's, it's confusing to think that if it goes one way, everything's going to be fixed. And if it goes one way, things are going to get so much worse. Do you, you follow where I'm coming from? Okay. 
that's right. where I'm kind of like, it's not about whether it goes one way or another. We've got a lot of problems. And the reason Donald Trump was elected the first time is because every, a lot of people felt the system. Now, Donald Trump's not a, 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 you know, you could say what you want about him, but we probably he wasn't the system. Right. Okay. Right. I'll buy that. But let's, here's my issue. And so anyway, but if you did move, what country would you go to? Oh, somewhere, probably Europe. So I would go to South Africa because um, yeah, my, yeah. my son-in-law uh, is, is from there. Um, you know, the thing is, society works on norms. And, you know, the main problem of our current president is he just refuses to acknowledge those norms. And that, that's a serious problem for the country. And so but, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Do, do so you, yes, I think, no, things will change for the better with a new president. I guarantee it. Now, if you okay, think that Pollyanna. the society, <laughs> I'm very optimistic. And if you, you know, and if you have deeper problems with the society, well, then, uh, uh, you know, there's not, that may not change. But I think that the, that the, uh, you know, that the adherence to science will return. And that I think is the key problem that we've uh, suffered in this COVID crisis is, you uh, um, a belittlement of science. But Matt, I, I, I admire your, your looking outward like that. I mean, you got to think about your kids and what their opportunities are going to be like, you know, whether you stay or whether you go. And, you know, the, I think the chances for a young person to become successful and healthy and, and, you know, financially stable are much greater if you're in, you know, Switzerland or Ireland than they are if you're in Massachusetts. I hate to say that. I mean, I love Massachusetts. Well, all right. So let's move in the direction of sports. However, we have to take a little stop in Portland, where Joe reports <laughs> from, because there is a horrendous thing happening today. Uh, thousands of Proud Boys are going to march in Portland, and frankly, they're looking for trouble. And yeah. probably uh, there'll be a few um, uh, protesters who will, will cooperate. Yeah, this is not the first time they've decided to make a presence here in Portland. I think they feel like Portland is the flagship for lefty America. So if they come here and fight, they can make some impact. But it, this is it, it gets a little bit more confrontational and a little bit a little bit scarier each time. And a big part of the problem this week is the city denied them their demonstration permit so i think they're going to have a little extra and they decided they didn't need it anyway and they've already got the park picked out where they're going oh to. yeah yeah no and i mean you can still walk on the streets without a permit you just right so i think it's going to make them a little extra angry and it, just coincidentally i have a friend who's up from tahoe so we rented a place um out near the coast and i i'm not going to be in town tonight but i I was not going to be in town tonight with what's going on. And we've talked about this. You know, I, I would love it if we could finally discontinue the uh, Portland update segment, if things finally calm down. But, <laughs> but this is, this is uh, th something bad is going to happen tonight. And I don't want to be anywhere near it. Oh, oh. Well, that's all right. So let me see. Are we, uh, see, are we, uh, as the world turns or, um, the evening news? No, we're a sports plus show. So let's let's talk about sports. Um, we're ten minutes into our show, and uh, we haven't given any scores yet uh, or anything. 
Um, it's not bad for uh, us, actually. Usually it takes, it takes quite a bit longer. So. <laughs> um, I feel I have to talk about basketball. I was going to uh, let you start it. I didn't want to be the one to yeah, open up. Yeah, I know we have yeah. pro football. We have the question of college football. Everybody's caving. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. And this has been quite a stretch where we haven't really had to prep for the show. <laughs> you know, all we have to do is read the sports page yesterday and we've got enough stuff to talk about. The good thing that's happening in basketball. So basketball is a different sport than football. You know, you only need 12 players and you don't really need that many people. And so they've all the, the top teams went into a bubble in Orlando and now they're down to four teams. And the Celtics have been playing this really, really uh, uh, inspired Miami team, uh, led by Jimmy Butler. But also, they made this really smart trade where they got two veterans, Crowder and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Iguodala came in that trade, right? Yeah, Iguodala. And, uh, and so those with their young talent, with this Tyler Hero, uh, they're, they're quite a team. And they really play together. And what they do, slightly better than the Celtics, is they play tough and they win the tough games at the end. The games have been very close, but, the, you know, Miami bolted to a three-to-one lead, which is pretty hard to overcome. But then the Celtics came through last night and just played a, a wonderful game, just a wonderful game, and won fairly comfortably. And so now they live to play Sunday night. And, uh, you know, I will be watching and praying and hoping uh, that they uh, stay alive. I don't know how you've managed to follow this series without giving yourself cardiac events. I mean, it's, this has been up and down. And I, I texted you earlier in the week, Gordon Hayward made such a big difference. He's been back in for three games now. And, he helps, and they, yeah. They, 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 the, he can do so many things on the floor, and he fits in so perfectly with that team. I, I, I'm a little bit – I, I want to see this. I could watch 15 games of this series, so I definitely want to see it go seven. So I'd love to see Boston win tomorrow night. Yeah, good. So, um, Matt, you any comment on basketball today? Or no, no, I mean, I did watch the game. It was, it was, it's. I think both conference finals have been good basketball. Really good. Um, you, it, it has the star power, and it's got the guys. You know, the the role players playing their roles. Um, yes, last night's game was interesting. Miami looked to be in firm control. I think they were up twelve. Yeah. Team yep. is their high water mark, and then you know nice Boston, lead at halftime. They yeah, had Boston. Yep. I think it was like eight or something like that at halftime, and then Boston goes on this like twenty to three run or something like. E- that. It was even bigger than that. It was seventy to fifty. Wow. Yeah. Well, I say I owe Brad Stevens an apology for my criticism last week of the that team's third quarter performance. They came out and just blew Miami out in that points. third quarter. Yeah. 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 So it's and it's been good basketball. It, it really has. Um, you know, uh, the players are a little bit of prima donnas, and that thing that I blame soccer for starting the flop has oh. really become um, an awful part of basketball. The other thing that players do, like just routinely, is throw their head back, like they just received a punch in the in the head, and it's just it's it's um, you know, and and Marcus Smart is really good at it. 
Dragic, Dragic, is that his name? Yeah, Dragic. Yep. Yeah. Dragic. He's uh, he he's good at really good at it. He's an awesome player. He is really a tremendous shooter, just tremendous. So it's been an entertaining series, and I I do hope it goes seven, and I hope the Celts win. Now it's pretty well in the bag that they're going to play the Lakers. Is it is the Lakers at leading two to one right now? It's three one now. I think right. Three one now. Yeah, yeah. They won, won I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. Not with Denver. Denver right. show, Denver's come back from three one twice this year. Twice, last two right. series. So right, but this is a this is a really good Lakers team. You know how can LeBron, after all the miles on his body, still be so good? Um, they got Dwight Howard coming off the bench, and he's a factor. Um, you know, and they've really got a, a, an interesting team. But. To criticize, I'm rooting for the Lakers. I am. But last game, two nights ago, was the first time anybody other than LeBron James or Anthony Davis were a factor in, like you said, Daryl, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard came out and played great. But up until then, it had only been LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I think the Lakers, to close out this Denver team, it's not going to be easy. To close them out, I do think, you know, KCP or Kuzma, somebody's they're going to have to put their name on this game as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rondo was really good the other night. Rondo, they was, call him Playoff he, Rondo. He's man. been sensational. And he was in there in the in the crunch time, you know, what ended up being the crunch time of that game. So I think Vogel's starting to trust him a little bit more, and which – it just it, that series has been so tremendously fun to watch. Denver, yeah, Denver's supremely entertaining. Denver's, yeah, but let's talk about Rondo for a minute first. But then I do want to talk about Denver. Rondo, I mean, when the Celtics won it in two thousand eight, I don't know, no, is that yeah, yeah, that, the Garnett, no? the Garnett team. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, and um, uh, Rondo was just spectacular. He was a rookie, and he was just spectacular, and he sort of got that swagger back to him he's a tremendous passer tremendous player um so it that i i i've always liked him uh and so i it sort of makes me like the the lakers they are and again they're he plays fun hard. To, he plays hard yeah they're he plays fun really to hard for too and let's talk about dwight howard for a second because this guy for decades was was the worst teammate in the nba and burned bridges everywhere he went and by right. all accounts when he got to la he he, you know he s- submitted himself to the leaders on that team, and it, it finally decided to be a, a. It's a cliche, but to be a team guy, and they love him on that roster. Yeah. And he's I for the first time in my life, I can actually root for Dwight Howard because he's not a gigantic <laughs> jerk. It is interesting how that happens to some players. Um, now, let's say something about Denver, though, because they have two of the more interesting players around. Yeah, um, Jokic and Murray. Jokic. And, and Is it Murray. Jokic or Jokic? Yeah, Jokic, Jokic and, 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 Jokic. Mur- and Murray's and Murray. game on Wednesday night. I mean, he's he's just taking a step up every game, every series. But Wednesday night, that was – am I am I calling it the wrong night? Was that Thursday night? That was Thursday. Thursday night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night, he was spectacular. And he's going to be great with a capital G. And what I like about Jokic is, you know, he's he's big. I think he's six eleven or something. So he he can play center, but he's also the he's a point center, um, which is also what Abadio uh, for the Miami is too. Um, 
But so Jokic, and he just, he takes his time. He's not in any hurry. You know, basketball tends to be so fast. And he's just, yeah, bam, 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 just walking along and just makes spectacular passes and shoots just incredibly. So, and then Murray's just a, um, a, a blur. He's good. He, he's a good player. So like, it, it's not going to be easy to uh, close this this series out for the Lakers, but I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope Denver, because I like Denver. Yeah, I think they will, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Now, these playoffs uh, require that we give a shout out to John Calipari. And that's kind of hard for UMass fans because we feel that he kind of, um, you know, used us, but not really. He, He had tremendous success here. UMass basketball had not had success before him. And uh, never had the same success since him. So he, he was great here. But at Kentucky, and so he's doing the, the one and done, just like Duke is. And, you know, you can hate that, but that's just what it is. And, you know, two of the best players in the playoffs, actually more than two, uh, two on, two on um, Miami, uh, Tyler Hero and Bam I'm just going to say Bam because I have trouble with his last name. It's Adebayo. Adebayo, yeah. Um, they are terrific, terrific players. Terrific players. And, um, you know, and so there's a lot of Kentucky uh, players out there. Uh, and Murray is another one. And they're just, they're, they're sensational. They're well, sensational. How about this for a starting five? Hero, Abadejo, Anthony Davis. Rondo and Murray. And those are all Kentucky guys. No, Rondo. Did Rondo go to school? I don't even think he. Yeah, Rondo he played at Kentucky, didn't he? Yeah, no, you know, he did. He, he, he did right. go to Kentucky, yeah. And the you thing is, right. you know, these guys come out of Kentucky and they are, they are NBA ready. They are NBA ready from day one. And, you know, you can't. Yes. yes. You're going to fault Calipari for leaving UMass to go to Kentucky. That would be like if one of us got an offer to do a show on. Sirius XM and said, no, I'm right. going to stay, right. I'm gonna stay on Valley right, Free Radio. You, right. you get the offer, Joe, but you can't bring us two with you. You know, it'd be like, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, and you like, know, the thing about Calipari, too, is, is you know, like this, this Abadio is just a fascinating player because he doesn't look imposing, but his block on Jason Tatum to save the, the game that uh, – you know, was one of the best plays I've ever seen in basketball. Just a sensational play. And, you know, he's one of those, this, this is a thing in the NBA now, you know, Porzingis, you got all these seven foot, six ten, six eleven guys who can do anything, who can dribble, who yeah. can shoot, you know, yeah. from 18 feet and out. It's, it, the game has changed so much. But I got to ask you, Daryl, and, I, you know, I've watched a lot of these playoffs because they're so compact and easy to watch. Uh, well, thank God for DVR. We'll talk about that in a minute because yes, last yes. two minutes of that Laker game on Thursday took nine hours. Plus, but, you, you know, I hate it. I know that I know the jingles to every commercial. You know, I can sing it. Well, you that's know, it's like I don't like that. Well, you know? and that's why I have not watched anything live. I don't think I could anymore because being able to skip those two or four minutes of nothing, not to mention the interminable. Video replays where they're looking at something obvious oh, and making yeah. the obvious choice, and it's yeah. taking three minutes. I, okay, but on the yes, I agree. Those are really irritating delays. But I also think 
that it's kind of, it's a little bit like tennis. So tennis has done this thing where the Cyclops uh, makes the call. So you can challenge if the, if the line judge calls the ball out and you thought it was in, you can challenge. They replay it immediately, like immediately. Right. And, and then you see it, it like, it, and it's, it's always within a, like an eighth of an inch one way or the other, but it's there. So tennis is really got the adjustments to, to refing down well, and it's immediate. It's like just immediate. Whereas basketball and e- even worse is baseball. Um, they take, I would say five minutes to, solve these problems yeah i'd love to see a 60 mm-hmm. or maybe 90 second time limit on these right. video, on right. these video reviews because right. you can't see anything in four minutes that you didn't see after a minute and a half you just need to make the decision in your head but i, I don't want that to interfere with my real question was is this the most spectacular nba playoffs you've ever seen i i you know without going back year to year i gotta say uh-huh. this the, just the the talent level and the level of competition in the last two rounds has been so much fun to watch and so spectacular. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have this long history, you know, having met Bill Russell and watched him play. So I've seen so much incredible uh, playoffs. And then the two series that the Celtics were down three to one to the uh, hated Philadelphia 76ers and came back to win them. Uh, so those have all been great. But this is, I, I, I agree, Joe. This has been wonderful, and partly because it hasn't quite solved the malaise that we live in, but it sure helped. It sure helped. Yeah, yeah and, and, and don't lose sight of what actually is going on. I was listening to um, Brian Windhorst, who he was uh, yeah, yeah. The, an ES, He's a smart uh, guy. Insider. Yeah. Very good. Very good journalist. And um, he was just saying to pull off this bubble in these times it truly is remarkable and you know i i think yes the play on the court has been great for the nba but i I don't think we can lose sight of all the others all of the other impacts that the nba has been able to put their fingerprints on you know and This playoff really has been, I think for the NBA, the future will continue to trend up um, because I think, I don't know, this has just been a very special NBA playoff. Yes. And, and I would echo what you just said because, you know, the, the NBA players' um, dedication to Black Lives Matter is very impressive, um, you know, and uh, – the reaction to the unfortunate decision in um, mm-hmm. Kentucky uh, over uh, Breonna Taylor, uh, you know, they were very um, outspoken about it. And so I, I appreciate sports people saying their mind. I know you can't really do it in college so much, uh, but baseball doesn't really have that. Football, almost no one speaks up. Well, this or is if something they do, that- like Kaepernick, they get fired. Yeah, and this is something that we've touched on a little bit, but I think baseball, you don't get the the messaging from baseball because the players are baseball's really redneck. And you know, I, I, I went into the I went into the umpiring system and went to professional umpire school and the and this was nineteen ninety two, it's a million years ago. But one thing I can tell you that I learned about organized baseball is that it is a very deeply racist and just run by 
the kind of people that, that, that we don't want voting in November, you know, and it's, it was really kind of disheartening to me to see that that's what you have to sort of make yourself be to be successful. If you're, if you want to be in baseball and, you know, football on the other hand is just so entirely corporate and the, the owners, I think the conservatism from the, from the NFL comes from the ownership where, in baseball, it comes from from the bottom up, from the players. And the other thing we talked about a little bit a couple of weeks ago is that so many baseball players are are Latin and don't they don't come from countries where they are given the freedom to to speak. speak the way yeah, NBA and WNBA yeah. players have been. Um, well, I would, you mentioned football, and I would like to put out a little. Um, they have, I think, this weekend. There's going to be three women. Two women coaches and a women woman referee, and it's kind of the uh, it's kind of a first. So football has begun to hire female coaches, and then there's a female ref who is just qualified to be on the field. So it's it's a uh, it's progress. And I wouldn't be surprised if Becky Hammond gets a, a head coaching job this offseason. She seems seems to be at the top of a lot of teams lists and there's going to be a lot of firings this year too. So, but yeah, there are, but there are two women coaches and maybe more in, um, in professional football. Yeah. Katie, um, Katie Sowers right, so, is the, is the 49ers coach and you know, she's, she's been in football for her whole life. And, you know, certainly she was the first woman to coach in a Super Bowl last year, of course. Right. And, you know, being a coach, you know, is, is an intellectual challenge, an organizational challenge. And if you have the skill, you have the skill. It doesn't really matter whether you're a man or a woman and whether right. it's a man's sport or a woman's sport. I mean, Calhoun at Connecticut was tremendously successful for a long, long time. I mean, I don't um, think, I don't think 20 years ago though, the, the, the way locker rooms were, I don't think you could have a, a female football coach yeah. in the NBA or the NFL. I think part of that is a reflection of, of, tiny steps forward we've taken, you know, just in, in that realm, which again, we've got miles and miles to go on both these matters. <laughs> but, but I do think, I mean, we can't pretend that it, there isn't a difference between a male or female coach. I do think, I do think like, I agree with you, Joe, Becky Hammond can absolutely uh, get a head coaching job in the NBA. And I do think women could coach men, but I do think part of, especially at a professional level, any coach, if you're a male or a female, you're only going to get results if the players buy into what you're saying, right? Sure. And, and the teacher, I mean, the, um, the players, I mean, that's why coaches get fired. You, you have coaches who have just been there too long and, and you know, their system isn't, the, the players aren't buying in. And I do think, you, you, unless you're, I don't know. I, I think it would be, it is tougher for women to get a, a, a room full of men to buy into what they're saying. Right. Maybe. And maybe. And yeah. Becky Hammond's only where she is because Greg Popovich championed is her it? and pushed her. Yeah. And, you know, without his endorsement, she's not, she's not where she is and she doesn't have any chance of being a head coach. So we need some of these men to step up and just like we need, some of these white people to step up on behalf of, of black America. We need to, you know, we need to have men step up and, and champion women. 
Well, you know, and this is sort of coming around to discussion of racism. So I grew up in very white town, uh, a, a black uh, army person came to head the ROTC that we were the last high school in the country with, with compulsory ROTC. And uh, a black guy came to major chance and he got a lot of um, a lot of abuse, and yet I always felt, oh man, I'm I'm uh, I'm not racist, but you know what you begin to realize is you're part of a society, in which certain people have a head start, and you know so going back to coaches a second, I think, and this is changing gradually. It used to be that you would coach a team for several years, and then you would get fired, and then boom, you'd get rehired when there's another opening. They would go to some retread coach, and and that sort of kept um, younger people and uh, women and African Americans from getting opportunities. And I think that's slowly changing. I agree with you, Daryl, on that. There, there's, there's, there is that retrend coach that gets hired and fired and hired and fired, and there's a reason why they keep getting fired. <laughs> Um, and I and I do agree with you. I think that is starting to to change a little bit. Where you're looking for the younger, uh, you know, splashier kind of pick. I agree. With and you. maybe someone with no experience. I mean, maybe they've been a player. Well, but a, I, a lot I think of experience. Like I, I, as a Giant fan, I, I like this Joe Judge guy. But I am like, well, can he manage? There, there's. So much right. more that goes on if you're a head coach. I, experience does come into play. Um, right. You know, I mean, and, and, and that politically too. Like, you know, how does a businessman become president with zero political experience and, and policy experience? I, experience does matter, and I think it, it should play a part. But, you know, the, the hired and fired and hired and fired guys, you know, they, they're fired for a reason. Well, it's funny you talk about experience in politics, but that's exactly the reason all of us are uninspired by Joe Biden. I mean, he was absolutely the worst pick for the Democratic Party if you want to inspire people to vote. And the thing is, no one's going to come. Anyone that's voting for Biden is voting against Trump. No one is coming out. I'm, I'm so enthusiastic for Joe Biden. I'm going to register to vote for the first time. There's no 19-year-olds that are passionate to vote for Joe Biden. They don't uh, do it just for their own protection. Oh, 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 oh contraire. I, no, I, I think no, he's, I agree uh, with Joe on that. I totally I, agree. Yeah, I don't. But, but uh, yeah, go ahead. So, go no, ahead, I want to hear why you think Biden is a great candidate. Because he— As we veer so, sharply into the plus yes. territory here. <laughs> so, so um, because— our country has really um, gone through a really tough period uh, these four years in which all forms of authority have been questioned. And yes, starting in the 60s, it was famous question authority. And that stuff is good. Yes, it is. But, um, but the, the uh, you know, one of the most harmful things our current president has done is um, denigrate uh, media and uh, say that all, all news is fake. Um, and that's just really, that's really harmful, just like the, the discussing of this is good, that mail-in ballots are somehow um, uh, have a lot of fraud, when the truth is, no, they don't have a lot of fraud. A lot of them get turned back because they didn't do things right, but there's, but there's not fraud. But anyway, so I just see 
Biden coming in, it's return to science or it's return to norms. I think it'll be a very positive thing, a very positive thing. I don't, I'm but, not, go, go ahead, Matt, sorry. No, but I, I don't, what makes Biden, I mean, what you're saying is he's not Trump. Right. But more than that's that, Joe's more than point, that. And that's what I agree with. I yeah, think a lot of yeah. people are saying, well, he's not Trump, so let's vote for Biden. There's, there is nothing exciting about a Biden. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, he's, he, if, if it's a systemic racism, if it's, you know, things ingrained in our society, in our country, he's been there for 50 years. He's been the system. He's been, he is, he was a lawmaker for 50 years. So yeah, but if we don't get back to the system, country, we're, we're really in trouble. I mean, the state of the our country right get- now has more to do with Biden than with Trump. Um, I don't know. I think our immediate concerns are are more Trump's fault than they are, you know, Biden and his ilk's fault. I think I think the the what the, it's gone to crisis levels in the last four years, and and I agree with Daryl that uh, at all costs, this guy needs to be replaced because the just the representation he puts out to the world of our country is disgraceful, and I I'm so tired of that. So I don't care. Yeah. If, they, if the Democrats nominated a, my moldy kitchen sponge, I would have voted for that. It's probably well, it 55 like the, years old. like so. the political uh, lawn sign that I saw. Um, any responsible adult, 2020. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, think, I think the problem is it do, Biden doesn't inspire anyone. He's not going to move anyone. I think it's going to move the needle the absolute least amount with respect to any of those other candidates that that were in that democratic field all right all right let's let's veer back to sports um so w- let's talk either about college football in the pac 12 or professional football your let's choice keep talking about stupidity so let's go with college football because this is the uh, what's happened in the last week with college football is staggering and the dumbest thing in okay in and so give, give a little background um so the in the last week, I guess, uh, there's was only two major conferences that canceled. They were going to play in the spring, which would have been weird. Um, but they were the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Right. And so um, the Big Ten caved in first. And then just yesterday, I think, the uh, Pac-12. And they're not starting till November, I don't think. I think the Big Ten is starting in October. Yeah, I think they're both starting in October, but the, the Pac-12 is only going to play six or seven games. And seven then, games. Seven what was games, shocking yeah. to me, too, is then the, the other two remaining conferences that had decided not to play until the spring were the MAC and the Mountain West. They caved immediately after the Big Ten. So now all ten major college football conferences are playing. in the Wow. Fall, and they're all trying to cram in the six- or eight-week season late fall. I think we're, what we're going to see and what we've seen in the NFL with the lack of preseason, is a ton of injuries. So we are going to see a ton of injuries in college football. It's going to jeopardize. So all these players are coming back to play for these six or eight games to make their colleges money, and they're going to get hurt, and they're going to hurt the draft position, and they're going to lose millions of dollars, and I'm going to Well, but but if they didn't have a chance to play, they would have lost millions still, of dollars. No, still, no, those guys are still going to get drafted. I think their stock yeah. would have been where it left off. Right. Okay, well, right. then let me put it another way. You know, say like Joe Burrow, he he was not really an amazing quarterback till his senior year. So I mean, somebody like him who who needed a year to really explode onto the scene, uh, you know, they're they're out of luck. 
He can stay uh, and play. That guy can stay and play in the spring. And or yeah, stay. so they did. Uh, the NCAA did grant an extra year of seniority to everybody this year. I think everybody. Yeah. Here, here's what I think. Anytime, anything within the last seven to eight months that you try to make logical sense about, you're going to struggle. Nothing like when it, in education, in college, in sports, right? The logical, when you try to make sense of the decisions that have been made, it makes you more confused and it, nothing has been logical. And what the NCAA is doing, it's nothing but money. These, the two Absolutely, right. The Absolutely. But, 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 you know, okay, but you could extend that out, though, because, you know, think of the society right now and the lack of money that so many businesses have. It's really dangerous. Now, I do think that after this, there's going to be societal changes. And I think the universities are going to really have to reexamine uh, the fees that they charge, uh, you know, because uh, and to you know, and to have all the students on campus and then have all the classes remote is kind of a bizarre uh, situation. Yeah, and I, I would hope that doesn't that arrangement doesn't continue in too many places. But yeah, well, so yeah, but I would be curious to hear from you too. What's going to happen in college football? I mean, and the main question is, will they play a full season and have the playoffs in January? I think like baseball, they're going to push through no matter what happens. I think they're going to, the season's going to happen whether 40 guys on each team test positive or not. That's that's my... Uh, yeah, and I would agree with that in the sense that I think football players, I think everybody has become really smart about COVID. And so... You know, like um, UMass is going to now play again. They don't have anybody to play against. But um, once they figure that part out, uh, they're, they're planning to play some games. But I do think that – so like UMass, for example, has had tons of tests, and they've all, after the beginning, a couple positives, they've all been negative. So I think players – and you could say that in baseball too, that teams are kind of figuring out – players are figuring out that it's in their – to their advantage to be really smart about COVID. And I think with, with the testing going on, did you guys hear what happened with uh, Notre Dame last week? I just saw that they had a ton of guys test positive, yeah. They yeah, so game, I, yeah. they had a game with South Florida where uh, starting in June 18th, they when they started their team's testing, they were – 99.1% of all the testing were negative. Uh, and then they um, played the South Florida team, and then four guys tested positive, and then it turned into 18 being, Whoa. I believe, 18 being quarantined. I don't know how many more of those quarantined were or, or had positive testing, but I think, you know, it does show the importance and benefits of consistent testing. And, you know, you look at the, in baseball and in football, and right now they're really, their first line of defense for any kind of outbreak is consistent testing of these players multiple times a week. And, you know, I, College to me, it just seems like we're we're using these college kids for nothing but money 
even mm-hmm. on on campus, like you're saying, they're on campus, but they're learning virtually. And, you know, I, I don't know if college football can sustain it because once the flu season hits and people start getting sick, how that plays a part. But if you're consistently testing and these guys are coming back negative for COVID, I don't, I don't know. I, so I, you're I don't giving know. it a 50-50 chance of completing the season? I'm kind of done guessing because that's really all it is, right? <laughs> we're guessing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know? We are. I don't well, know. Let's put this yeah. scenario out. What, what happens if some player on Alabama or Clemson's team dies of COVID? Do we shut the season well, down? Well, no, there's, all, there's already been a death, not in the professional ranks, but uh, in the college ranks. Uh, really, uh, a 300-pound uh, lineman, a great, great guy, uh, and he, he did die. So he's the first uh, death of a, of a college player. And it hasn't stopped. So there's, there's your answer what there. I think- you know, I, I knew you'd ask. Um, I, I don't I remember. Hear that. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, it's it's quite a story. He's a he's really a good guy. I'll I'll get the information for next week. Um, well, and I think Matt, you made a great point about the the college students who are on campus, living on campus, but learning remotely. The the and I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago. Apparently, the margins on housing and meals are much greater. The profit margins on those things are much greater than the profit margins on education so if they can bring those kids on campus right have them eating college campus food room room and board room yeah. and board are are a big mm-hmm. part of college income and so that's what's tough you know umass went went back on their decision uh with they were going to bring everybody this to campus and then they changed their mind it didn't which you know people in the pioneer valley are very grateful for that decision yeah, and and the, the 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 problem I see there with the football decision is they don't have the benefit of being in a conference and getting all that no. conference bowl money. They're 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 playing the season for nothing. They are just putting those those young men at, in jeopardy for absolutely nothing. There's nothing to be gained from UMass playing a football season. Okay, all right, but but do you are the are the players grateful to be playing? Yes, you think yes. so? Oh, I mean, absolutely, yes, absolutely. 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 That's why they came to college. They didn't come to college to take a physics class. They're, they're yeah. 18, 19, and 20, Joe. They're not uh, us. They, they've played all their <laughs> life, and they're at a high level, too, to, to make any any college. Um, you have to be a very, very good athlete. Uh, it just makes me sad. I, I guess you, I mean, you guys are definitely right. I just, it just makes me sad. But maybe, maybe I'm just an old man who hates joy. I just can't. <laughs> You got to watch that kids' movie up. That'll bring you a little. Oh, pleasure. I've seen that. Actually, yeah. it was a little yeah. bit. That was a, that movie's a little bit depressing. There's a lot of negative, a lot of negative emotions running around in that little kid's head. <laughs> uh, so, listen. What do we have? We have uh, uh, twelve minutes left. Um, do we want to stay on college? Do we want to move to professional football? We haven't really talked about it. Yeah, let me actually let me switch it to professional football because I have to say that watching the Patriots-Seattle game last week, I could watch that those two teams play every single week. Man, the Patriots and, are going to go 14-2 and two again, and the whole world is going to hate it except for you, you New England people. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it doesn't matter. You could plug one of the three of us into that system as quarterback. And I, it, it, it's great. I know it's great. I love seeing Cam Newton succeed, but 
I just want you to know that the rest of the nation is is gritting our teeth right now with this. <laughs> well, because like we know Seattle is, I would say, a top five team, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the Patriots played them even, came back, and really had a very good chance to win at the buzzer at the end. Um, Cam just got tripped up, but um, but that quality of that game was sensational. It was just, it was sports at its highest, and honestly. It was disappointing as a Patriots fan that that he, Newton didn't get over the goal line, or that the pass to Edelman didn't end up in the end zone. But um, but it was just an exciting game. There was a great play by Seattle to stop uh, Newton. Newton's big and strong. He is. I don't know though, Joe. I I do think they're going to be better. I, they're definitely a playoff team in my opinion, and I think they'll be competing. For the AFC uh, East division championship, but I don't think it, they'll be fourteen and two. I think you're more like, you know, eleven and five kind of realm. I'm even. I'm even in the nine, nine and seven. I mean, uh, they're realm. better than that. Yeah. They, they get six free wins in that division. They, 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 they play <laughs> this. It's the, uh, it's pretty the, good. Yeah, but so I, maybe good. five. Look at their offense. Their offense. Is so there's no, there's no talent on that offense other than Cam. For, now who are you talking about for the Patriots? For the Patriots, who who? So uh, once, James White is pretty good. His father passed away, so he's out again. Go, give me a second. Oh, Edelman. Edelman. You, you got Edelman, but they're really yeah, the receivers are kind of a no name core beyond Edelman, and right, there's no right. You got the, the, you had a couple of years ago. Yeah, right. none Edelman of us could hero. name their their tight ends. Yeah. Oh, well, Izzo, Izzo's one, but they're new tight ends. I couldn't name them. Um, you know. I just, the more film you will have on that offense, I do think they are going to be easier to scheme against. Interesting. The, the benefit of a Tom Brady was that the timing and the, the intelligence was off the charts. And so – it, it, their passing tree was all about leverage and, and timing and their receiving the receiver routes that they were running were based on what the defense was allowing them to do. That's not in Cam Newton's skill set. Yes, he can. Well, he can, he's showing he's showing some good passing ability. Yeah, Cam he can throw the ball, but he, not this. Once you start putting his, once you start getting this offense on film, you can scheme against it because. Cam Newton can throw the ball, but he's not a Tom Brady where he's reading leverage and, and the timing there. That's he, not Cam Newton's he game. He threw oh, for disagree. 340 yards or I something. I disagree. Cam Newton yeah. is one of the best readers of defenses in the league. And the thing is, yeah. too, Cam Newton's arm at this point in his career is so much better than Brady's. And he can make the throws that Brady's brain thinks he can make, but his body cannot. The other thing, you talk about scheming, you're the, the best coach – probably since Vince Lombardi in the NFL, in Belichick, whatever scheming, yep. whatever whatever adjustments other teams are going to do, going to make, he's going to be a step he ahead. He makes good, good adjustments at halftime. Yeah. But yeah, also, but Matt, now, the other... Okay, so now, Cam Newton, who is he throwing it to, though? That That's all. When you put this <laughs> offense, yeah, yeah. you can... <laughs> who are you throwing the ball to? You can stop Julian Edelman with Cam Newton throwing him the ball. So if you stop Julian Edelman... But, who are you throwing it to? Tell okay. me. Okay, so okay, so what Newton has done is he's built. He's been. He's. They named him a captain. Uh, he's really been a good 
good teammate. And he really stands behind Nikhil Harry, the second-year uh, receiver, and also this guy, Demir Bird. So, and he's throwing a lot to him. He, he had a spectacular passing game against Seattle, against a really good team. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting. The other thing is, you, you know, Matt, you're saying that the teams are going to be able to scheme against them. But I think besides Belichick, I think that Josh McDaniels is a sensational offensive coordinator. Yeah. And, that, and I think that as, they, as, they, as the year goes on, they're going to really have some interesting wrinkles, um, you know. Well, so this organization has made a lot of superstars out of nobody. So it's yes, entirely yes. possible one of these one of these guys steps forward. And also, you know, this is a team that brought in Randy Moss that can will not be afraid to bring in a high profile player, even if it's a risk. You know, like the who's the other receiver they brought in a couple of years ago from Pittsburgh? Uh, Antonio uh, Brown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was a Brown. disaster, but but they gave it a shot. And if any team, but they gave it a shot, and he caught like seven balls in that game. It was uh, his well, one there's, game. There's rumors of an Odell Beckham to uh, New England trade. Um, trade. Just, now, where's he at? Where's he? Yeah, Cleveland, now is Cleveland. He, yeah, Cleveland. Which, which everyone wants to get out of at this point. And well, yeah, okay. But you, but didn't they? Uh, did Cleveland won a game, I think, didn't they? Yeah. And they beat Cincinnati. Yeah. But if you that's if if you added a wide receiver, I changed my tune. It's not a knock on Cam Newton. I think he can ball. He can play. I just I they no, don't have, a, have any other offensive weapons. Okay, okay, I'll buy that. Except that's been that was a case with Brady, and they won six but Super Bowls. Brady's you know, he, skill set, Carol. Brady's skill set is so much different than Cam Newton. You need, but I—it's it, only two games into Newton's uh, situation here. But play, uh, writers are always already saying they should sign him long term. Oh yeah, um, I mean his passing, has, his passing, Matt is so improved. He stands up straight in the pocket. He is—he's throwing Cam beautiful Newton. touch passes. Cam Newton gives your team an advantage with his legs. I will say, if you are going to sign Cam Newton to a long-term deal and try to make him a pocket passer to throw it, you're wasting money. His advantage are, is what he does with his legs and his body, nobody else can do. Right. Don't but, sign him if you just want him to throw it. You sign him because you want him to run the ball. And if he's running the ball, you have to know he's not going to play 16 games a year for the rest of his career. It's yeah, not going to happen. I don't think there's four more years of, of his game in him, but I think there's, there is, there are two and he two. can, yeah. and he can at this point do so many things that Brady can't do. And we see the NFL moving towards this read option, every yeah. team running it yeah. now, and he's going to run it as well as anyone in the league. And right it's now, amazing. you, you, um, you, you put the ball in the halfbacks belly, but you hold on to it. Yeah. And you just watch and you watch and you watch and you either let go of it and the guy runs or you keep it and run. It's yeah. a it's a really tough play to defend. And I think he's at the intersection of having the experience to make those reads properly, which are so hard to do. That is the hardest thing in football to do for a quarterback, decide whether to leave that ball or, or take it back. And he's got the perfect combination of experience and ability and, and mental acuity to do that and the physical ability to pull these plays off. And at this point, 
Matt, he's so much of a better passer than Brady. I understand you're talking about Brady from three or four years ago, but right. no competition now. He's every almost every pass he threw in that game last week was pinpoint dead accurate. And I I was so impressed by his play in that game. He looks like yeah. he looks like now it's only two games. Ago. So so Matt, you could in five more games you could turn out to be right. But right now, the early uh, returns on Cam Newton are sensational. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, they will be a playoff team and they will be competing for an AFC championship. I just, I don't think 14 and two. I just think the more film you put on, on how the Patriots are going to use a, a Cam Newton. Look in week one, what did he run though? He ran the ball 15 times, right? 75 yards. Yeah. And yep. in week, and how many times did he throw it in week one? Doesn't matter. They won. There's coaches. No, you're right. Coaches. No, you're, yeah. right. you're right. But so that's what I'm saying. The more film you have, I I just think your defenses are just as talented, and and a, a defensive corner is going to be able to play one on one and dominate the the Patriots wide receivers. They need wide receiver help to help Cam Newton out. Is what I, is is basically what I'm saying. If they get wide receiver help, they absolutely can go 14 and 2, 15 and 1, but how this <laughs> stands now without any other threats. There's nobody you are worried about on that Patriot offense <laughs> other than Cam Newton. Ooh, James I, White. I, when I when I edit the podcast version of this, I am going to save those comments and I can't wait to play them back to you Matt in 14 weeks when that team uh, is making a pile of garbage and and turn it into All a right. Now listen, we only have 2 minutes left. I want to mentioned this one guy his name is andrew cooper and he's a cross-country runner at some small college and uh he's working on his masters now and his goal basically is to take the ncaa apart so anyway i'm gonna uh have some more information about him he's a pretty interesting guy but in our last two minutes uh anything else have we missed uh Baseball playoffs. Uh, hockey, the- hockey is is three to one for Dallas. No, Tampa Bay. Tampa, I think Tampa yeah. Bay is three to one in the in the final Stanley Cup. Baseball, uh, Cincinnati Reds and Marlins have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Go Derek Every, Jeter, baby. This, everyone made the playoffs. They have to leave made the playoffs. <laughs> not the Red Sox. Not the Red Sox. Not the Red Sox might have a a high draft pick uh, in the in the in the draft which would be great no, but, I, but i did hear that they're going to open up fenway park to voting so again some, yeah. some stepping forward yeah. from some professional sports organizations good yes. to see yeah it is good to see um so what else has been happening in sports um uh the the wnba is in there i think semifinals right now or maybe even finals what about maya moore didn't we mention her last week yeah she we did yeah she that's decided, a pretty incredible story yeah and i'm sort of Got a half an eye on when she does decide to come back. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen next year. You know, yeah. see her come back next season. Whenever, whenever that happens, who knows? Yeah, we've got like forty-five seconds. What else? What let's else? Let's make do you some baseball predictions. Oh, got, okay. Let's make a baseball prediction. Now, I, I assume I can just I'll fill in your twos. Yankees. <laughs> no, I, I know why they're not even going to get. I'm so disappointed. They're not even going to get uh, home field advantage in the first round, which right they're going to be the five. Would, yeah, I, I, you know I'm so disappointed in them. Uh, actually, so who do you, who do you who do you like? I, I'm going to go L.A. and Tampa. 
Uh, the I Dodgers like, are hard to beat. Tampa. I, I, I have no reason with, to think someone can beat Tampa in a series. Look at what they've done. Interesting. I agree with with the LA pick. I like Minnesota. I think they're they're always a team that you know does well in the playoffs. Good good picks. And that's Here's my it. dark horse before I leave the San Diego Padres. Hmm. All right, and we will see you next week. Uh, this has been Sports <laughs> Plus with Baker, Big D, and uh, Joe. Bye. Bye.